This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. While the coronavirus continues to take a toll on the industry, IHS Market slashed its sales forecast for global sales. It expects automakers to sell 70 million light vehicles this year, down from 90 million last year. That's the equivalent of losing production from 83 assembly plants around the world. And just to put that in perspective, there are only about 55 assembly plants in the U.S. Reuters reports that Hyundai miscalculated the impact of the coronavirus. While automakers in the U.S. began closing plants in March, Hyundai cranked up production in South Korea of the new Tucson and its other SUVs, betting it could sell them in the U.S. But now those vehicles are sitting in U.S. ports, going nowhere. Dealers are not taking delivery because they already have too much inventory. Meanwhile, Spanish automaker Seat is getting ready to restart production. And that's really saying something because Spain was really hit hard by the virus. The automaker will carry out PCR tests on 15,000 of its employees. PCR tests are claimed to be the most reliable way to identify if a person has the COVID-19 virus. After the tests, Seat will restart production at several of its plants on April 27th, but only on one shift. After that, it will do 3,000 PCR tests a week on production employees, and the pace of production will continue to ramp up from there. The results of the tests are going to be part of a scientific study that will help us better understand COVID-19 and the extent of the pandemic. EV startup Byton is now taking drastic action to try to survive. According to Electric, it laid off nearly half of its 450 employees in the U.S., and top execs are taking 80% pay cuts. It already made similar cuts in China. It hopes to bring everyone back by the end of May. The company's M-Byte SUV was scheduled to launch this year in China and next year in the U.S., but those plans are now up in the air. Byton is the one with that giant 48-inch display screen in its cars, and you can check out our interview on YouTube with the guy who's in charge of designing it. And here's a kind of different take on cutting executive pay. PSA is forcing executives to give up stock shares. CEO Carlos Tavares will give back 50,000 shares, which represents 35% of his fixed income. The company's other board members will reduce their compensation and shares by 25%, and the top 100 executives will reduce their shares by an average of 21%. A total of 335,000 shares, valued at more than 4 million euros, will go back to Foundation PSA. And the coronavirus is finally forcing GM to throw in the towel with Maven, its car-sharing service. GM told 230,000 customers yesterday that Maven will start to shut down. Maven was already running into problems with high capital investment, high operational costs, and lower long-term profitability. There were signs it was in trouble a year ago when it cut back the number of cities it operates in, and the executive in charge, Julia Stein, quietly left the company. Now, due to the coronavirus, few people are sharing cars. GM's going to auction off the 1,400 vehicles in the Maven fleet to dealers, and the rest of the assets will be transferred to GM's Global Innovation Organization.
first two electric pickups that were supposed to hit the market have been delayed. We've reported how Rivian's R1T was pushed back, and now Lordstown Motors will change the delivery date for its endurance pickup. It's been moved to January of next year from December of this year. Lordstown also planned to reveal the final production version at the Detroit Auto Show, but since that show was canceled, the EV maker will reveal the endurance in an online event. Volkswagen is releasing a series of videos of how it makes its ID3 electric vehicle, and you can watch it all in virtual reality. And if you don't have your own VR goggles, VW posted a tutorial on how to make one out of cardboard. It's a little bit more in-depth than you might think. It involves cutting little circles from plastic water bottles, gluing them together, and filling them with water to make biconvex lenses. Now all we need to do is get Sandy Monroe to wear one of these headsets and give us his insights on Volkswagen's approach to manufacturing EVs. Hyundai made a big splash at the Super Bowl this year with a television commercial that kind of went viral. You'll remember the people with the Boston accents talking about their smart car. Well, Sonatas equipped with that smart car remote smart parking feature are being recalled. There's some sort of error in the software which could cause the vehicle to continue to move even if a system malfunction is detected. Almost 12,000 Sonatas with it are being recalled. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. When will the cost of batteries finally come down to the point that they cost the same as internal combustion engines? When are we ever going to see those solid-state batteries? And can EV batteries be fully recycled? Those are some of the topics we'll be getting into tomorrow on AutoLine After Hours. Our guest will be Bob Gallion, who just retired as the CTO from Cattle, which is China's giant battery maker. By the way, he was also the lead designer of the battery pack on the GM Impact, which was the prototype for GM's EV1. <laughs> so this guy really knows batteries and electric cars. Anton Wallman from Seeking Alpha will also be on the show, so join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insights that you can get about the automotive industry. You know, there's a big shortage of automotive techs, and it's not getting any better. Older techs are starting to retire, and new ones just are not being encouraged to come on into the industry. Sean McElroy sat down with Craig Van Battenberg, the owner of a hybrid, an EV training center, who's got some big ideas on how to attract new young talent into the repair industry. So you can't expect these young, smart kids to get in the industry if they don't have the money. That's an issue. Flat rate, very controversial. There was a big lawsuit. There was a huge problem, as you know, in California. The union around Chicago went on strike two years ago. Uh, I follow all of this. So we need to change the whole deal. We need to make flat rate work, which means a really, really good base pay. We need to make tools provided by the shop, but that to do that, you need a tax credit. If I bought tools today, I want the government to buy those tools. Give me a tax credit. I want education to be the same curriculum in every single state because people move around. I would like to have colleges be free at least for two years and a little bit maybe for more and, and make it mandatory that every technician has a license. I mean, it's been a long time. We need to do all of this and more, and it can work. And, of course, if you want a deeper dive into all that, you can watch that video on our YouTube channel right now. PSA is doing an amazing job of getting Opal back on its feet. 
Opal's now testing the all-new Mocha, and there's going to be a full BEV version, but it's also going to be offered with combustion engines as well. And that likely means there's also going to be a plug-in version too. What you're seeing here is camouflage because it's still under testing, but production kicks off in the fourth quarter and deliveries start early next year. Speaking of electrified vehicles, Land Rover is going to offer plug-in versions of the Evoque and the Discovery Sport. Both are powered by a 1.5-liter three-cylinder engine mated to an 85-kilowatt electric motor. The 15-kilowatt-hour battery pack is mounted under the rear seats. The Evoque's range is 66 kilometers, that's about 41 miles, while the Discovery Sport comes in at 62 kilometers, or about 38 miles. Both of those numbers are based on the WLTP test cycle, which is the good one. The new plugins are available to order right now. And that brings us to the end of today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll be right back here again tomorrow.